0: your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore.
1: Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up.
0: That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories dot com slash just dot com slash just Welcome
2: to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like open relationships, shedding our guilt, going big or going home, and learning to love ourselves. Uh, but first, before we begin, we just want to give everyone a Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are making everything up as we go along.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't really know what we're talking about. Um, not only have we done horrible things, horrible things to in people. relationships, we have endured horrible things and then stuck around. <laughs> This is all to say we are a bucket of bad choices. Please take our advice as you see fit. We're here to offer our friendly musings to give you some advice and hopefully some laughs on the very confusing, um, wonderful thing that is love. Absolutely. I went a little off script there.
1: That's great. I yeah. love
2: it. I, all right, y'all. You just need to know that Sam and I are in a mood today. I'm tired, I've been traveling. I am working a, a shift somewhere today, a double, um, at a restaurant, and um, we're in the middle of that shift right now, and...
1: <laughs> like, literally see her yeah. left work to come record, and then she's going back to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is just not yeah. fun.
2: Um, which is another reason why you friendly listeners at home should donate to my Patreon. <laughs> so I can write... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which uh, hasn't been
1: released
2: yet, because I'm afraid it's going to go badly. Okay,
1: well, <laughs> just we'll talk about that offline, today, too. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and Sam's in a mood, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Just Sam. Just feeling a little anxious and depressed. And, I mean, it's gloomy.
2: Yeah, it is a gloomy
1: day. And, like, y'all, wedding planning is, like, fun sometimes, but also just, like, a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's like, working, because I have a real job that's, you know... Not going great either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I have this job, which is fine, but it's like a full time job. And all I want to do sometimes is like lay on my couch and watch ER. Right. But like I have to do that and also like manage the guest list yeah. and like
2: prep for the podcast and which prep is for your like, own job, which sure. is emotionally abusing you. No doubt. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So we're not, we're like so happy to be here. This is like our favorite thing in the week.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um. We're
2: just in a funk right now, so we're feeling especially feisty.
1: Yeah. Just to, just as a warning.
2: Yeah. 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 If we give you <laughs> advice that's like, you know what, you should just sell your car and use all the money on pogs. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember pogs? Oh my
1: god. Yes, Slammers. and I don't think that you know this.
2: Oh my god. Tell me.
1: <laughs> but Peter, my fiance. <laughs> was, like, won a Pog Championship at no. Hardee's.
2: No, he didn't.
1: Yes, and then got to go to, like, the state championship at a different Hardee's.
2: Tell me, Sam, how uh, heavy is his slammer? <laughs> I have no idea. For the younger listeners at home, this is, like, a phenomenon from, like, the early 90s, late 80s. Like I don't
1: late even... 90s, early what? 2000s. Because it was right around the time that Apollo 13 came out. Because, that's also a movie for folks who don't know <laughs> starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, because the thing that he won at the Hardys Championship was a, an Apollo 13 pog holder. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. I, I There's so many things coming at me right now. I can't even. I actually thought it was because I mean, I remember being little playing them in like second grade and I'm 32.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I remember yeah. them being like, I remember them being banned maybe, in middle school. Maybe. <laughs>
2: You were still playing with pogs in middle school. Yeah. Um
1: Which is also at the time that Apollo 13 came Yeah, no, out. <laughs> I hear you.
2: Yep, yep, yep. Um, maybe pogs just have been there in the back of our minds forever. Like maybe, maybe. the you know, there's a great Rumi poem that's about love, and it's like lovers don't um uh, just suddenly find each other one day. They're in each other all along. And it's such a beautiful love poem. It's like, wet it ready. And... Which
1: oh, you are applying yeah. to Pogs yes, right now. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely am.
2: What I'm trying to say is, maybe this like relic from our childhood has just always been there. Maybe. We just associate it with childhood because that's when we... Huh. I yeah,
0: know that's, that's total point. bullshit, but no, I'm just I'm go, with go with, with it. you right now. <laughs> <laughs> also
2: and slammers was like the big joke when i became a poetry person because they'd be like oh you're going to slam like a slammer like you're a slam you know
1: people are so funny
2: ah uh, god damn it I, they're just <laughs> not
1: funny at all i can't even
2: i'm in such a funk <laughs> uh. anyway um excited to be here uh, how is wedding planning going
1: it's good you know the details it's like all about details right now and as a person who's not super details oriented you're not no, really. My thing is like you plan enough, and then you're just like, okay, and then it'll happen. Like you yeah. just like give it over to the universe. That's
2: a metaphor for relationships.
1: Oh, for sure. But weddings that doesn't work because like you have to plan every single detail. Yeah, literally. Like, and I'm like, I honestly don't care what my nephews are wearing.
2: The... Yeah, <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> I'm like at the so wedding. excited
1: that they're excited about what they're wearing, but like,
2: yeah, just have that decision made for right? you. Yeah,
1: like. Thanks for checking in with me, but like, just just take it. Yeah, totally. So, um, I which to... is not a dig on my sister, and I appreciate her and love her very much, and that she's communicating. With hey, Erin. <laughs> Uh, uh, she's gonna listen and be like wow (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
2: your nephews are gonna wear like a bat suit too. it's so
1: cute though because they're both wearing matching like lightning bolt t-shirt or little shirts and then they're like
2: you're lying that's real
1: yeah no this is real and then one is wearing like a gold tie (gasps) they're gonna look super cute and i'm super excited about it
2: oh it's gonna be so good y'all like i'm gonna try to share like, as much of the wedding week as possible that Sam, like, consents to me sharing. Because I'm just excited about it. Not only do I love Sam, but I love his fiance Peter. And I love our friend group. Like, we... Yeah. It's just sort of like uh, like the bachelor party was a blast because it was just such genu- genuine friendships yeah. and
1: stuff. And I'm just super excited to have, like, all of the people that I love in the same space. Yeah, And, like... Being able to stand up with you and yeah. like have you read the poem like that it's just I haven't gonna be. Yet. <laughs> we'll talk about that later <laughs> <I know>. too.
2: <laughs> I'm writing a poem for Sam's wedding. I haven't written it yet, so just got a couple weeks left to bang out the most important poem of my fucking career. So yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Anyway. But it's good. It's gonna. I'm really excited for it. I'm just today sort of like I know over it.
2: I know it's but funky.
1: That's all right.
2: All right, y'all. You want to get into this? We have four wonderful questions today that we are. Still Despite our funky attitude, are super excited to answer. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, I, this is this is the most fun that I have all week. So like, I'm really happy to be here. Oh my
2: god! <gasps> oh, should I tell them about Wednesday now? Oh yeah, or later?
1: Just go for it. Okay. yeah. And like...
2: yeah I just don't I, tease I am them. Already, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, we are recording this episode to come out on Monday, August twenty seventh. And we are actually gonna do our first instagram live happy hour party we're gonna Yay. we're gonna do a just break up happy hour um on wednesday august twenty ninth at six thirty central Standard time. You yep. can find us live on instagram we're gonna drink a glass of wine with you all who anybody who wants to join us and you can come in and ask us questions or just like uh hang out with us <laughs> in some way and see. Uh, what we look like when we put wine in our face?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a little looser than, yeah. than <laughs> the podcast. What, is. what you
2: guys need to know is that like Sam and I love imbibing in a beverage here now. Yeah, or here 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 in there there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but uh, we've made like a very firm rule that we can't drink while doing this podcast or even prepping for this podcast cuz we just get too dramatic we're like yeah. leave him you know <laughs> set her house on fire or no you know like we just get a little too loose yeah. with our and then our affirmations get a little loopy-doopy-doo oh, because we'll be lippy. like, listen, bitch, you're like the most <laughs> special, most beautiful. You're the
1: smartest and the prettiest.
2: <laughs> and what you guys don't know is that we're just saying it to each other.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: And this is why we're not allowed to drink while we do the podcast. One day, I want to do like a drunk episode um, where we have like, we just drink the entire uh, Oh, episode.
1: for sure. But we have to establish our credibility yeah. before it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's. No I'm kidding. <laughs> But anyway, so Wednesday, um, August 29th at 6:30 Central Standard Time, we're going to be live on our Instagram which is Just Breakup Pod, and I'll say this again at the end of the episode, but let's get into our first
1: letter. Great. Awesome. All right. So, this letter comes from Barbara, who's writing from Canada, our neighbors to the north. Canada. Woohoo. Writes, "I am 22 and have been dating my boyfriend for 6 months. We have been in a long-distance relationship for the past few months." He lives in L.A. and I live in Canada. He was supposed to move back to Canada to go back to school, but he didn't get into the program he wanted to. Hmm. Bummer. Uh, He isn't sure if he wants to move back to Canada or not now. He suggested we enter an open relationship until he makes his decision. Is this a viable decision? I see a future with him and don't particularly want to enter an open relationship, but also don't want to wait around while he makes his decision.
2: Hmm. That's... Barbara, that's real. That is real. Yeah. First of all... Simultaneous congratulations on what is a good relationship so far Yeah, and a I'm sorry that he didn't get that job and that like your plans are kind of being thwarted.
1: thwarted. Yeah, that that is a bummer.
2: Yeah, so I think the the essential question is do I get into an open relationship or not, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I will say one thing before we dive into open relationships, just for me (laughs) as a feeling feisty, but, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. don't be anyone's contingency plan. Woo!
2: (laughs) Slam dunk.
1: Yeah. Like, people ask people to wait around all the time, and it's just like, don't do it. Like, it's not going to, it's, you're not going to feel good about yourself waiting for someone else to make the decision about whether or not they want to be with you. Oh,
2: God, my heart. (laughs) You just said that straight to my face. Fucking so, like, it's not his decision, groin, right? Really.
1: It's, it's your decision to make at this point. Like, do you want him in your life or not? And it seems like...
2: And if the answer is yes, then you say to him, I want you in my life and I don't want it to be an open relationship. Right. Or I do want it to be an open relationship.
1: Well, it sounds like from the letter, like, you don't really want to do that, too. Right,
2: because you would have said, I'm thinking about doing this because of these reasons. Right. Yeah, it's a contingency thing. Is that, like, you don't want to be... He's essentially saying... I don't know if I want to move home to be with you. Yeah. But I get... I'm a little torn because, like, Mm -hmm. I'm super career-minded, even though I'm (laughs) self-employed. So technically unemployed.
1: that That is a valid employment. Yeah,
2: I know. I know. Um... I don't know. I do understand. Also, they are 22, so they're at the the peak, not the peak, but the beginning of the true investment in your career, I guess. Yep, for sure. So, like, I do want to advocate for him a little and say it's really hard to make these decisions, especially Absolutely. when you're romantically involved and Absolutely. you've only been together for half a year. It's not like you guys have been together for yep. five years that are making this decision together. Yep. In addition to Sam's contingency plan point, I just want to say if it doesn't feel good, You don't. This doesn't have to work out. Right. There are so many people out there, and if you don't want an open relationship, it it really sucks that your relationship could potentially change because of a career choice. But that's the world. It is that that is the world out there. Is that plenty of happy couples break up because um, their life goals are not currently aligned?
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: Or like their or their advancements or career things. And
1: it's not that it's anyone's fault that this is happening, right? It's just that, like, the circumstances changed and now you have to figure out what you want to do within these circumstances. And so an open relationship could be part of that. Yeah. If if you want to, you know.
2: Yeah, you say, Barbara, that you see a future with him, but you don't particularly want to open this or uh, enter this open relationship, um, but you don't want to wait around. I, I just think that's all real. Like, I think that this is the perfect time to put out a not dramatic... Line. Yep. What What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ultimatum. Oh yeah. People say ultimatum is such a bad thing, and don't get me wrong. Like there are times in which ultimatums are super harmful, but like
1: also they only say ultimatums are a bad thing when they're coming from women.
2: <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <Ugh>. Okay, so <laughs> fuck everything I was just saying. <laughs> Make an ultimatum, Barbara, because you are you are valid. You are an important part of his life. More importantly, your happiness and your relationship and what you want from your relationship is just important. So just say, "Hey, I like you. I see a future. I don't want to be in a long distance relationship. If this is not what you want, or excuse me, not not an, long distance, an open, open relationship. If this isn't what you want, um, I think I'm going to have to find my happiness elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah."
1: And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with breaking up and then if he moves back to Canada, you getting back together, right. right? Like, that's also an option, too. But don't put your own life on hold waiting for him to make his decision.
2: Right. I think that's perfect. I want to—before we wrap up, I want to say—because I do like the question, is this a viable decision? Mm-hmm. Can we do a little um, pros and cons list? Or, or oh, how do you approach—so if you choose to be in an open relationship, Barbara, well, honestly— The first fucking thing I would say is if you don't want to be in an open relationship, don't be in one. Right. Number one. (laughs) So you've kind of already answered your own question. (laughs) However, if you decide that an open relationship is the best thing for both parties involved, holistically, spiritually, physically, whatever else you need it to be. That's right. Then open relationships are all about communication Mm -hmm. and trust. Yep. And, and. About power dynamics, so that it's not him going out and meeting new people and you staying at home waiting for him to call you.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I want to prevent. And in an open relationship, like, there have to be very clear parameters around what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Right, like,
2: honestly, um, Barbara, it comes down to, okay, you can touch another woman's boobs, but you can't have sex. Or you can have sex, but I need to know when it's happening. Or I don't want to know. Oh, absolutely. Like, so it, it is extreme open communication and guidelines that will right. help you get through that, if that's what you want. But squirrel friend, it doesn't really sound like you want it.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll say yeah to my own point.
1: <laughs> that's right, Sierra. You affirm yourself.
2: <laughs> Good job, Sierra. Thanks, girl. That's just like masturbation, really. At that point,
1: affirmation masturbation. Oh my god! Let's name podcast. Of episode. <laughs>
2: no oh god all right okay uh, i'm excited uh, God, I just, i'm the one that's gonna have to make them all the promo fucking material uh-huh. and think What's of the, the emoji, emoji that goes along with it uh, oh lord
1: all i'm right. so excited
2: okay so anyway i'm flushed i'm flushed right I know. now um but uh if you don't want to get into an open relationship, you can have that ultimatum, Barbara. You can just say, "This is I'm not interested in that. I am interested in having a future with you. But if yep. you don't think you can reciprocate it fully to me right now in the way that I need and deserve, then yep. I feel like it's time for us to cut ties. Absolutely. And last thing, it's better to do that now than six more months down the line.
1: Right. Absolutely. And that's not an ultimatum. That is asking for what you need. And if you can't provide it, then then the relationship isn't for you.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Feeling feisty. <laughs> oh, that's
1: hilarious. Can I ask you a question that's, like, sort of tangentially related?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay, so uh, I was think As I was reading that question, I was thinking about open relationships, and I, like, know a lot of people who are in, like, open or semi-open relationships, yeah. and they are all, like, gay men. Mm. And so I was wondering if you have had the same experience where, like, your... Well, So, I sometimes feel that my relationship is less queer because it's not open. Oh,
2: my God. That's such a great question. That's such a great question because last episode we were talking about, um, like, queer scarcity Mm -hmm. because somebody experienced uh, an open relationship gone wrong. Like, somebody – and – and I remember us talking about, or or making the point that just because if you're polyamorous, but you don't want to be polyamorous right now in this relationship, right. doesn't make you any less polyamorous or right. any less valid. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember the specific question you were asking, but I I totally I don't think re- there was
1: a question. I no, think I just uh, made I t- a statement. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: t- I totally relate of the idea of is my relationship. Um, I. Uh, I just always think my relationships are invalid. Right. Like, I just, I have a huge issue with that, whether it's because I'm dating somebody my friends don't like or that I'm queer or that I'm dating a man and I'm not queer enough or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, open relationships don't really show up on the queer spectrum in my mm-hmm. social groups. They're mostly, <laughs> it's a lot of artists.
1: <laughs> oh, of, I know.
2: A lot of theater kids. <laughs> That's who, and no shade to theater kids and artists. That's literally I was a me. theater
1: kid, so. That's
2: literally exactly who I am. Um, but, yeah, you know what it is that I think I can speak to from your question or what you brought up is that um, I I do think monogamy is kind of like this weird um, human trap that we put ourselves in. Yep. That. Goes against our body and um, biology and um, human desire and human nature to fuck up. Right. However, that being said, I'm a, I'm a monogamous person. Yeah. Um, so at there are times when I think about polyamory or open relationships and think that is like an enlightened level of human companionship yep. that I'm not at yet. Even that statement is me devaluing my own Mm -hmm. desires my own relationships to say, like, I'm not enlightened enough to be in an open relationship, which is bullshit.
1: Yeah, no. And that's the thing is, like, it feels like if you were actually, like, peak queer or, like, if you could actually live the values that you hold, then you would be able to have an open relationship, which is, like, Peter and I have talked about it. And I'm like... I. Could do it in theory, but like in practice, I don't think I would be able to handle it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I love that you brought this up because I think I think some of our listeners will relate to it. Just the idea of like, yeah, I I believe in open relationships. I understand and see why that might foster some of the strongest relationships I've ever seen. Yeah. However, I just don't know if that's what I want or if I could. Yeah handle it um, and I'm not even a particularly jealous person I just um, I don't know I like I like having my person yeah I like having that one person I get it yeah interesting maybe we can get some thoughts from people online about yeah, this yeah if you
1: have feelings or thoughts about that please hit yeah. us up
2: hit, slide into our <laughs> DMs <laughs> yeah I don't know we could talk more about it but um, no I just wanted to I think that's a great thing to bring up yeah DMs <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We could talk more about it, but. Um, no, I just wanted to. I think that's a great thing to bring up. Yeah. in the house
1: get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q u i n c e.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash just break up
2: All right, let's move on. This next person is writing to us from the void, and their name is—I think this is fake.
0: <laughs>
1: what?
2: But it's Cameroon <laughs> Macaroon. Yeah.
1: What Cam- a fun Cam- name Cam- if that was your Cam- real name, Cam-
2: Mac for short.
1: <laughs> Cammy uh, Mac. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or Siru? No, I don't miss no, that. Not, okay. That one didn't work so well. Cameroon Macaroon is writing from The Void, and they say, I'm 31, just got out of a four-year relationship with a person with multiple sclerosis and nerve pain that hasn't been successfully controlled, Mm. whose whose condition worsened significantly while we were together, including having to stop work, going from being capable of a full day of activity with breaks to having about four hours max per day, etc., Things ended despite a lot of remaining affection and living together for three years. One of the big causes of this ending was that I wasn't able to transition between roles of caretaker, advocate, and lover, and our sex life became non-existent. We broke up and she moved out, and we managed to remain close and friendly and things like that. I gave her the cats. Hmm. I caused a lot of heartbreak in by ending this relationship, and I can't pretend her illness had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. My intent was to spend a long time single, but a long time mutual friend has shared that she has feelings for me. Indeed, that she has had feelings for me since we met four years ago. We've hung out and it's pretty intensely great. Hmm. I want to maintain a close friendship with my ex. I want to explore uh, with my friend who could be more. Mostly, I want to shed my guilt for how things went and behave in a way I can live with. All right. Wow. That's a great question, Cameroon Macaroon. Thanks for writing to us. Thanks for, like, braving the wilderness with us. Absolutely. That's a Brene Brown quote. (laughs) You wouldn't get it, Sam. You haven't read her. Oh, my God.
1: I love her. (laughs) (laughs) He's lying everyone. All right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that the central thing in this is, like, it's talking about how do we shed guilt. Right. Yeah. How do we take away the guilt that we are yeah. carrying around the ways that we may or may not have harmed people? Yeah. Um, which is hard. It's totally hard. It's tricky. Um, and I think it's
2: particularly tricky with the roles that this writer has brought up. Yeah, The idea of um, caretaker, lover, um, friend, or what was the other one they said? Oh, caretaker, advocate, and lover.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, those are difficult roles to navigate, especially when you go into a relationship yeah, not thinking that you're going to have to... Yeah, those difficult
2: roles to navigate without sex and love and partnership, you know? Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we, that we all need to realize is that, like, um, we can't always be the people that we want to be.
2: Oh, yeah. Right?
1: And so, like... We may want to be in it's a impossible. relationship. Right? No. I mean, that's just where humans... It's impossible
2: with... to be the person we want to be all the time.
1: Exactly. I mean, we can always continue to strive for it, mm-hmm. but um, having weaknesses and having failings doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Right. It just means that you are human um, and that sometimes you are put in a situation where you are not equipped to be able to handle it.
2: Right. And And not just weaknesses or failings, but desires and... Uh, not being able to fulfill, fulfill things or wanting something else. Like that just makes us human.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Also, I think a lot about like healthy boundaries. Yep. I don't want to answer this question and paint a world in which a relationship like this can't thrive because I believe they can. Mm-hmm. But because as you've articulated that some of the dynamics shifted in the relationship um, and this person's abilities significantly decreased you know you two were just doing the best that you could you were just trying to adapt and survive and thrive yep. during that time and w- as you were developing these new boundaries i think some of the i think some of the boundaries became out of whack or the power dynamics became out of whack and that's yep. a hard thing to come back from
1: oh absolutely and i think part of this is also just forgiving yourself too right right like, it seems like you're holding on to a lot of um guilt and shame around the fact that you left someone who was um getting sicker right. and that um
2: and maybe couldn't show up physically to the life that you two kind of planned on
1: right exactly and
2: that and that, that that like breeds a lot of guilt, I think
1: it does, but that doesn't make you a a bad person, right, right? Um, there's nothing inherently in you that is bad. I will say though. That we want you to be able to shed that guilt, but there's also a level of accountability here that that we that I think that you need to be also taking on too, which is that like you have made this decision and it, it was the right one for you, and I'm mm. really really glad that you did it.
2: And because it was the right thing for you, it's ultimately the right thing for your partner.
1: Absolutely, but. At this point, you also need to sort of accept the consequences of that decision. And so my concern is that as you are going in this relationship with this new person, that's gonna that might be really hard for your former partner to be able to be your friend. Right. And so if you want to pursue this new relationship, that's great. And I think that you should. But and we need...
2: support it. We want you oh, to absolutely. have it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everyone deserves to have a great relationship, right. even if they wanted to be single for a long time. Right. right. Like I've also been in that situation where I've broken up with someone to be single and then like started dating someone else like a month later.
2: Uh, I don't know. What you're talking about it never <laughs> has happened to me. No way.
1: But like those are two decisions that you are making and so now you need to figure out how you need to be respectful of the the ways in which other people show up mm. given those decisions.
2: Totally. I love that. Because w- upon reading this I all I thought was two things predominantly which were one, um, you need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm that you did the best that you could with the knowledge and experience that you had at that time. Absolutely. And di- and so did your partner. Like, right. You guys were just dealing with life. Absolutely. And um, sometimes we can make it through those things and sometimes we can't. Yep. But the second thing it made me think about is it might not be the healthiest thing for your ex to have a close friendship with you right now. Right and that might be contradicting to your desires especially your nurturing desires like mm-hmm. you want to be because you can't be a lover you want to be the best friend or yep. the best nurturer or the best caretaker yep but sometimes it it's not about shifting energy around it's not about saying like i can't be your lover so let me be so mm. close and so good to you yep uh, This your ex might need some space and some time, so yeah. Like Sam said, it's a combination of like forgiveness and accountability. We want you to be happy. Like I I say, go for it, because life is short and fleeting. And we're doing the best that we fucking can, (laughs) even when we crush other people, even when we hurt people, even when our dreams are destroyed, even when we hurt ourselves. We're just doing the best that we can, and we and and now you get a chance to do it differently.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's yes, there's opportunity here for you in this new relationship and that's great. But just we can't always have everything that we want. Mm. Um and so understand that by choosing this person, that you want to have this try this new relationship with, that might mean that you need to give up
2: mm, your, friendship, your friendship with your ex, yeah. And that and that's hard. It
1: is. And that's a that's a totally viable uh decision. Like that's right. a great That's great that you want to pursue love. Yes. But just know that every action that we take does have a reaction somewhere and does have consequences.
2: Absolutely. I think, too, The maybe something that I want to end on is I carried a lot of guilt around for years about things that I did in relationships, things that were done to me. Mm. Um, And I coded myself in my brain as somebody who was unworthy Mm -hmm. or somebody who deserved nothing because I made poor choices when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I'm just here to say, Cameroon Macaroon, that you can grind yourself up against the reality that you are lovable as much as you humanly want, like mm-hmm. you can fight that, you can say, "Look at all these horrible things that I've done, and at the end of the day, you're still gonna be worthy of finding new, awesome, good love absolutely um so maybe that'll encourage you just to say it was what it was, and now it isn't anymore yep, um but that doesn't mean I can't and and I was who I was mm-hmm. right and yep. um, yep. but that doesn't mean I can't move on so. Yeah. Great. We love you. We love you. We want to know how this new relationship goes.
1: Absolutely. And
2: we're also rooting for your ex for her to feel whole and happy and healthy. Yep. Yeah.
1: I also want to say we love you to Barbara because we did not say we love you oh, at the end of her Barbara. letter.
2: Barbara. <laughs> we love
1: you. Yeah. Sorry about that.
2: Sorry. We're in a funk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next letter comes from Anonymous Anonymous in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to summarize part of it because it is uh, full of a lot of details, which is really great and helpful for us to have the context to answer, but we don't need to read the whole thing. Um, Basically, Anonymous was approached by someone on Tumblr.
0: Ooh,
2: Tumblr. Did you have a Tumblr?
1: I don't have a Tumblr. Did you? No.
2: If you did, what would your screen name be?
1: Probably Sam Blackwell. (laughs)
2: So vanilla. Uh,
1: that is my screen name on everything. <laughs> I know.
2: Mine too, but like when I was younger it could have been something frisky.
1: Oh yeah. My I don't f- really understand some
2: more. <laughs> just a blog. Just a cool blog.
1: I'm Hip, really not cool. great at the social media, but we all know that.
2: Ugh, guys. Just get him on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Keep adding me until I have to give in. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh so uh, was approached by uh, someone on, on Tumblr. Uh, they started dating for a little bit. It was a great relationship, but the Tumblr girl wanted to move faster than Anonymous was able to, so they Do decided to break
2: Anonymous's up. Do we know Anonymous's gender?
1: We don't. Okay. Yep. They didn't put that in there.
2: Okay, just wondering.
1: Yep. So they sort of didn't talk for a while, and then uh, Anonymous started getting more Tumblr messages from an anonymous source, or from an anonymous page. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that that they missed her or they missed them and like all of that stuff, right? And so it turns out it was it was Tumblr girl. Got it. So they got back together for a little bit, started hanging out even though Anonymous was in a, a committed relationship. Uh. Um and it sort of got hot and heavy and intense and then uh and then basically Tumblr girl just stopped responding to her texts or started stopped responding to their texts. Yeah. Um and then uh so then whatever Tumblr girl is now in a long-term relationship. Anonymous is now married, and Tumblr girl is back oh,
2: messaging. Kind of like a white whale.
1: Yes, Tumblr girl is the white whale. Um, just for context, the um, anonymous is now married to a man. Okay. And Tumblr girl is now engaged to a woman. Okay. So um, blah 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 blah. I'm sorry, I should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> he means- yada yada yada. <laughs> Um, All right. So anonymous writes, uh, we talked for a few months again, and something she said really struck with struck. With me, The proverbial thorn in my side. She told me that she wished I had fought for her.
0: Hmm. I miss
1: her and I miss the fiery connection we had, but I am happy with my life. I am at a content place. But when I see her or talk to her, my entire viewpoint shifts. The what-ifs are constantly going through my head and it drives me crazy. She drives me crazy. I know deep down that we aren't right for one another. I'm a very driven person and I don't do well with complacency. She can be lazy and frustratingly indecisive. I shouldn't think this way being married, but there is such a big part of me that is still intrigued by her and the passion she brings to my life that it's hard to walk away from.
0: Hmm.
1: About a month ago, she stopped talking to me again for the third time. It was kind of out of nowhere, and of course it hurt, but I don't even know how to process it. I'm so conflicted because part of me wants to just perform the grand gesture, risk Hmm. everything I have now to be with her and fight for her. But I don't know what I would do if i laid it all out there and she ended up choosing her fiancé anyway." I know the two outside parties have the absolute shit end of this situation, and I do hate what I am doing to my husband, but I am a big believer in things happen for a reason. Mm. And I really don't know what to do. She gets married in a few days, and the thought of it just makes me sick and sad. Every story has a bad guy. This one is definitely me, but I unfortunately, I can't control it, and I don't know what to do.
0: Hmm.
2: Help. Anonymous.
1: No. Um,
2: okay, so just quickly summarizing the pre-letter, which was somebody was really important in Anonymous's life, yep. came in and out of it via Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, the kind of tumultuous, like all or nothing, yep. and then... Very hot
1: and heavy for a very short period of time, and then suddenly gone.
2: And again and again, and, but then now they are both in other committed relationships, yep. um, involving marriage or engagement, and, and Anonymous is basically like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Did I get it right?
1: Oh, for sure. Okay, yep.
2: great. Um... First things first, Tumblr girl, not anonymous. Like, anonymous, <laughs> I'm talking to the person that you've been writing. Shit, or get off the pot. <laughs> Like you had your chance. That's right. And I think it's a little manipulative of Tumblr girl to say, I wish you fought for me. Oh
1: my God. That's the most manipulative thing that people say in relationships, like to try and get the person back. And, and you it's... know what,
2: Tumblr girl, I wish you fucking were consistent. <laughs> right?
1: Seriously. I like, wish you
0: were reliable.
1: Here's my thing about Tumblr girl that really ang- makes me angry is that she is always in control and yet mm. she is always the victim.
0: Mm.
1: And it's like, no, you don't get I to feel be that. I a little that. red
2: right now. <laughs> A little on blast right now sam <laughs> anyway
1: um i'm not directing this at you i'm directing this at Tumblr no, Girl. I get it, I get
2: it. i just am a control freak
1: <laughs> but like it's just that is what is so frustrating to me about this is that like she just comes in and she's yeah. like hey i love you and you hurt me and then she ghosts you every single time that you're yeah. talking
2: and they're Don't get me wrong, like, I'm ultimately a romantic, but it takes some gall to hit you up a couple days before her wedding and say, I wish you fought for me. I would turn around anonymous and say, are you sure you want to get married? (laughs) Like, am I the person who you should be contacting right now? Right. Are you having cold feet? Are you getting anxious about making this big life choice? For sure. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like...
2: Well, let me back up a little. (laughs) I started out by just yelling at Tumblr girl. Anonymous, I want to say to you that a couple things. One, I have felt the extreme pressure, but the undeniable passion and genuine emotion that comes from those types of connections. Yes, absolutely. Those people who can literally someone can say their name and you get chills up your spine yep. and you haven't spoken to them in six years or yep. whatever. Like I have those people in my life who are, are weighted, who, 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 whose words really pull something out of me. Yep. So I just first want to like acknowledge that, that like, it's okay that you have somebody who does this to you. That's not your husband. hmm it's OK. You're not. You no. said you wrote yourself as the um, the enemy or the bad guy. And, and I don't think that's you at all. You're just no. feeling feelings like we all do. Absolutely. Um, and I, and and not to put your husband on blast, but like your husband thinks about other people, too. Like
0: this is oh, just very sure. human. Yeah. Yep.
2: Um, he might not be entertaining the ideas like you are, but what you're experiencing right now is very human and very understandable yep. and um and it's fucking confusing
1: <laughs> it is it is for sure
2: it's fucking super confusing
1: yeah and i think the thing about the bad guy in this and um and sort of the the two other parties in this getting the shit end of the situation like that i want to challenge that yeah. because i think that the thing that gets us into these emotional swirls where we can't figure out um what to do is that we always assume that there's a a villain and a victim and a hero
0: hmm. right
1: and so if we continue to see ourselves in those in within that triangle that's where we start to to not be able to like understand how we get out of the situation hmm. and so when you are telling yourself you're a villain then you're like well then i can't be anything else besides that's so a villain.
2: real because i think about like one of the most important breaks breakups of my life like I carried the idea that I broke us for so long mm-hmm. and that my ex was the hero, that he was the perfect being. Yep. And I my brokenness broke that. Yep. Um but even just recently, even though we broke up years ago, like I just recently realized like that's not true, that nobody there's no villain in this story. Right. Um, again we're just doing the best that we can and yep. that we're we're coming at things with different tools and different abilities. Absolutely. Um
1: yeah. And it's so to get out of that, like, how do you make an intention in your heart about what you want and what you are going to do that right. is separate from I'm the bad guy, my partner is the, the victim, and this other person is the hero trying to save me from right.
2: that? Right, right. I think, so I want to validate, like, it sounds like you might have some repressed feelings mm-hmm. that you haven't, or maybe, like... A repressed part of your identity that you haven't been able to explore with mm-hmm. this person and i want to acknowledge that and say i too have felt pulled in many different directions in my life and in my identity and, and felt like one thing negated the other yeah um but i also want to say If you do love your husband, if you like the world that you have built with him and built by yourself, truly, if he satisfies you physically, emotionally, in all ways that you need to be satisfied, then you can't heal a wound by picking at the scab. Mm. You can't. uh, There does come a point with these people, no matter how hard they can pull on our heartstrings, no matter how weighted they are in our souls, like... There is a point where you can close the door on them.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: And maybe that's what you need to do to pursue Mm -hmm. true happiness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's absolutely right. And I I will say also, like, I firmly believe that love is not an emotion. Love Mm. is a choice that you make. Mm. And so you are, you know, with your husband now. And so you are exposed to his flaws all of the time. So you can see... The fact that he um, like doesn't make the bed or whatever. But you right. can also see that sometimes he's emotionally distant or right. or whatever that is. Because you're in close contact with him all the time. And you you have the option of making the choice to continue to work and love with him. Right. Despite all of that. Right. Tumblr girl's not giving you that choice. Because no. she is just coming in and she's like, hey, I'm hot, I'm heavy. And then she just disappears and before you can see any of those flaws.
2: I literally just read... A thing on long distance relationships oh, that was like doing
1: some some homework for the podcast.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing.
1: Uh. Um,
2: Sam is shading me right now, and I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna engage. Okay. So they were like, um, "Do you?" They, they said that in long distance relationships, we tend to idealize um, our partners. Uh, flaws or character traits because oh no no not just that back up a little backing up Um, beep beep such a nerd they said the article said that um, long distance relationships tend to be more intimate and feel more vulnerable because you share more of yourself mm. because you idealize your partner's traits does that make sense yep. you don't you feel like it's more intense and more intimate and you share with these more passionate intimate things yep. because you don't see the daily grind because right. you just see the polished veneer that they want you to see for sure um, and so this is all to say anonymous I agree with Sam like love is work
0: Mm -hmm.
2: love is a choice and tumblr girl is coming into your life and tapping at like scratching away at what what you're building with your husband yep and i don't want to say your marriage with your husband is perfect i don't want to assume that but man tumblr girl is something's up with tumblr girl tumblr girl is unhappy yep and she thinks that she'll be more happy if she fulfills something with you. And here's the number one thing, Sam, so many of our listeners write in and say, I know I shouldn't do this, (laughs) or I know this person isn't right for me, or I feel like, you know, blah, 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 but dot, dot, dot. Guess what, Anonymous? Your feelings are so valid and so instinctual. Your instincts, your subconscious is already trying to build a future for you in which you're happy. Mm -hmm. It's You just got to let it. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, we get, I think we still struggle with that, too. Totally. It's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but here's 18 reasons why I want to.
2: (laughs) Sounds like an awesome, like, Jennifer Garner movie.
1: (laughs) Yes, I shouldn't do this, but. 18
2: reasons why I shouldn't fuck this dude.
1: Also, love that you brought up Jennifer Garner. Should I talk about how much I love her?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. That can be the blind date. You can just be like, have you ever heard of her?
1: Just, yeah, right? Just know everyone that I'm obsessed with Jennifer Garner.
2: Yeah. Top five favorite things about Sam, at least number three, is that he follows the most unusual (laughs) celebrities. I'll like randomly go to a celebrity's Instagram and I'll see it like followed by Sam Blackwell. And I'll like, why are you following Ice T's wife? Like, why are you following her? It's just unexpected no
1: and i like circulate through them too so like i will like follow some for a while and then unfollow them oh you're yeah.
0: so you're so scandalous <laughs> i curate my instagram feed
1: yeah. very carefully yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, can yo. can i just read one thing that i wrote in my notes yeah. well, that this morning when i was very punchy was that uh, punchy punchy
2: oh i've never heard that used as an adjective That's oh yeah it's cute
1: Tumblr girl is like a fucking succubus, all beautiful and flawless, and comes in and sucks the life out of you and then leaves.
2: (laughs) Yet again, feel dragged. (laughs) Feel a little... That sounds like my Tinder bio.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes,
2: <laughs> we should do like a live Tinder experience with me.
1: Yeah, can we have like the <laughs> the listeners write your Tinder profile? Oh my god!
2: Oh my <laughs> god! Anyway, anonymous, this is all to say like uh, we want to validate your feelings. Like yep. we all have those people out there who pull on those strings, those white whales, they, and they and they they make everything else. You know, if they're heroin, everything else is like a sugar rush. Yep. Right. Yep. And that sucks. That that's really hard to like walk around in but i said this on the last episode the peaks and the valleys they're not sustainable
0: yep, like absolutely. the highest
2: highs and the lowest lows that's not real yep. the real world is in the trees somewhere like the real world is is on the ground For sure. um so and yeah. it's,
1: it's clear that it's not sustainable cuz she's She's been ghosting on you yeah, every time you things get too it, complicated. Anonymous. You right. said,
2: I know it's she's not right for me.
1: So trust your heart. Trust your gut.
2: If anything, be like, well, what am I missing in my relationship that makes me feel like this is so much better?
1: Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's a good question. Let's
2: leave you with that because it's a big question. Um, Just know that we love you. We support you. um, And we want Tumblr Girl to stay anonymous. (laughs) 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 To get out of your inbox. Uh, Yeah. Anyway.
1: Great. Thank you. We love you.
2: All right. Last letter. Last letter. This is from Lost and Lonely, and they're writing from Kansas. Dear Sam and Sierra... I recently went through a bad breakup, probably the worst of my life. This last relationship was definitely the most intense I've ever had, and I felt the most romantic connection with this girl. She was great, kind, funny, smart. We had the same interests, and we both liked the same kind of music, and we just got along really well. And then everything went wrong. Ever since d- starting college, I've suffered from really bad depression. I've had bouts of this in high school, but never enough to make me worried about it. But once college started, it got really severe and episodes were more frequent and longer lasting. This girl and I met at college and started dating during the second semester of last year. Originally, she was very understanding and supportive but uh, during these dark times for me. But as they got more and more frequent, it eventually became too much for her. She felt like she had a responsibility to try and fix things, and I didn't exactly do the best job of mitigating that feeling for her. So we broke up at the end of last school year, and this summer has been miserable for me. I've tried everything I can to distract myself from thoughts of her, but nothing has worked so far. Things that used to make me happy now just remind me of her. I spend most of my free time laying in bed wanting to fall back asleep. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing a therapist and recently started on antidepressants, but nothing seems to help. We've had the same friend group at school. Hell, my best friend at college is her roommate, and I know this is going to cause problems. I'm going to spend less time with this friend than I used to, and when I spend time with her, it will just feel like I'm a divorced dad getting his awkward weekend with the kids. Hmm. We have similar classes. She's going to be living down the hall from me. I can't escape her without entirely abandoning my friends, my classes, my living situation, and even my college as a whole. And I don't think that's fair for me, but I know that being around her will only make me more miserable. The worst part of it all, though, and the part that I wanted to ask you two about, was that this breakup helped me realize something I think I've been denying for so long. All my relationships are incredibly quick. This one barely lasted longer than two months, and it's one of the longest. And almost always end because my significant other can no longer tolerate me or decides that I'm no good for them. Despite trying my hardest to be kind, caring, loving, and compassionate, I always end up just being too clingy, too annoying, too depressed, too toxic. I'm a harmful person, and everyone I'm close to seems worse off for knowing me. This is true for platonic friendships as well. I genuinely think I am incapable of loving someone without hurting them, no matter how hard I try, and that makes me feel like such a monster. Mm. All I've ever wanted in life is to love someone and have them love me back, but instead, I just ruin people's lives. Oh. And when they finally leave me, they're always so much happier. Oh my God! How do I cope with the horrible and harmful person that I am? Wow. Lost and lonely, we love you so much. We,
1: we, definitely love you. And I just want to say, I am so sorry that you feel as if you have driven everyone away from you like that is just such a a big thing to carry with you yeah it's lonely
2: and loneliness eats away at people the way nothing else does
1: absolutely i can only imagine how much it hurts right to carry that right and that's that's hard
2: so this our response is gonna be like a lot of our responses super affirmation driven but um, because we we know that you're worthy of love. We know that you're not a monster. But I just want to unpack like yep. where those thoughts come from and how hard they are to carry. Because I just relate to this a lot, lost and lonely. Like sure. I relate to this. I said earlier in this episode that I carried a lot of um, feelings of worthlessness and destruction with me. My favorite quote for a long time used to be this Eric Fromm quote who was like a... Psychologist, um, comparable to like Nietzsche or something. Okay, who knows if I'm right or not. <laughs> but anyway, this quote will t- this quote will give you context for my early twenties. My favorite quote for so long was the destruction of the world is the last, almost desperate attempt to save myself from being crushed by it. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my favorite quote for so long. The idea that I self-destruct because I save myself from being crushed by the world. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And lost and lonely, lonely. I want to say like, it took me a long time to realize that that's n- not just unhealthy, but that that's not how I move through the world. Right. I'm not a monster and neither of you, yep. you can make a thousand irresponsible, hurtful choices. Yep. You can push away a hundred level lovers, but that doesn't mean that you yourself are a monster or you are broken or you are hardwired, Absolutely, you know, for, for hurt.
1: That's right. And, and that, that is what depression does to us too, yes. right? Like, you know, I am also have suffered from anxiety and depression um, and that's what depression does it. It catastrophizes everything. Mm. it makes us focus on the negative. I mean our brains our brains are hardwired to see patterns like right. that is how we survived was be able to like make uh, sense out of chaos. And what depression does is it it uses that skill and makes it so that you only see the negative things about yourself and right. the things that you've done. And so like, when I was in my worst place of depression, like I was like, "I'm a horrible student. I'm not being healthy. I am I have no friends, and I'll never make them hmm. because that's the only thing that I could see was just all of the ways in which I had pushed people away or the ways in which I was not uh, succeeding in the way that I wanted to in school. I couldn't see that I was actually doing very well and coping really well. Right. I could only see that I was just failing all the time.
2: Right. I think that in addition to, like, actual chemical imbalances that, yeah. you know, depression can come from, I think hating yourself is so much of a lifestyle yeah. and so much of a learned behavior. And And that's not to say—I'm not saying that those thoughts are not subconscious or yep. they, they don't seep in because of other things. But we are— products of our patterns we're products of the things people have said to us and our inner monologue like we are who we say we are right right Right. and that's really hard because it's really fucking hard when you're when you've been in abusive relationships or maybe you had a really hard childhood or you do struggle with chemical imbalances or depression or anxiety to tell yourself like I'm loved, I'm whole, I'm worthy like yeah. it's not as simple as just a fucking mantra for yourself. No, it's
1: not. It's definitely not and we, you know, we talk about ha- happy, healthy and whole all the time. Right. Which is easy to say but it's harder to actually get to. It's not to. even
2: that easy to say. It's kind of like a tongue twister. Happy, healthy, whole.
1: When I was at my most depressed, I would like put all of my time and effort into like writing a paper and then I would submit it and I would get it back and it would be 94% and I would be like it's not 100 so it's a failure. Yeah. Right? Like and so and that is a learned behavior because I was taught by my parents, by teachers, by society that like anything less than perfect is not acceptable. Mm. And perfection is the only place where you can be, otherwise you are failing. It's
2: the same thing in relationships, right? right?
1: And I think that it might be what is happening here with you is that maybe you're applying that same logic to your relationships. So in the your heart. right the first time that someone doesn't text you back, or the right. first time that someone snaps at you, or makes a joke that doesn't land well. With you. Like, right. So th-
2: there's no future in which you don't disappoint people.
1: Right. Absolutely. And but that doesn't mean that you're failing at the relationships. Right. right.
2: And you call yourself a monster, which is the I think the part that like haunts Sam and I the most. Yep. But we especially want to say like y- you're not. And and this letter, other than you're just goddamn humanness. Mm-hmm. This letter is proof of that. Right. The thoughtfulness. The the care, the sensitivity to your significant others and friends around you that you're thinking of yourself as this cancer yep. shows us your humanity, shows Absolutely. us your, your your beautiful, like, struggling humanness. Absolutely. You know, we're all trying. We're all struggling. We also want to stress, um, it says that you started seeing a therapist and that you've started on antidepressants. We want to say that's awesome. That's great. And we're really proud of you. And that's one step in 30 steps that you're going to take Absolutely. to feel better the thing i want to say is recovery isn't a um destination that is the lifestyle just yep. like self-loathing can be a lifestyle like recovery, self-love, it's a choice that I make every day. It's yep. not a linear line. There's no finish line. It's not like all of a sudden I'll be in the right relationship and I'm not gonna struggle with these thoughts. For but sure. instead, it's waking up every day and deciding that I'm more good than I am bad.
1: absolutely. and granting yourself the space to make mistakes and to have off days or bad days or right. it's great. that's yeah. that's part of it. It's that you can't because if you see this again, like it it's either perfect or nothing. Then that doesn't help you right. actually move towards being happy and healthy right. and whole, right? It's not. It's not a perfect. Oh, I don't feel depressed anymore ever. And if I feel depressed once, that means that I have failed.
0: Right.
2: Right. Exactly. It's not all or nothing. Also, just a gentle reminder that this therapy, this head and heart work that you're doing, it's not for your partners. Right. It's they will benefit from you being healthier and more whole and more self-love filled. But this work is for you. Mm -hmm. And we're not like condemning you in saying that. We're like, I was really moved that you said that a lot of your relationships are short-lived and that includes your friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that you're thinking about your impact on your relationships, Um, but the work starts with you really and for you.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I would say, one of the things that I learned from therapy most recently that has been a game changer for me, because I also have been very hard on myself, mm. was that the reason why I'm hard on myself is because I am afraid that if I'm not perfect, things will go wrong.
0: Mm. And
1: it's and so I am putting so much of uh, so much responsibility and weight on myself uh, that I am constantly trying to keep myself in line by being like, why did you do that? You're so dumb. Why did you, why did you say that you ruined this thing? Um, and it's not because I hate myself. Right. It's because I'm trying to protect myself. Right. And so I just want you to, to know that you're not a monster and you're not awful for thinking that you're a monster. It means right. that you're trying, it's, it's self-preservation. You're trying to keep yourself safe. And that is, that is okay. Um, and that's something that you're going to need to talk about with your therapist and figure out. And how you can make space for yourself to not be perfect and to have issues in your relationships that don't end them or make right. them awful. Um, and that I'm so glad to hear that you are going to therapy and that you are moving forward with that, um, because that is something that 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 I have had a hard time dealing with. Right. too.
2: Right. I love that. I think maybe the one more thing that I want to add to because I think I was most moved, like I said, when you, when you talked about your relationships, both platonic and romantic, being feeling stressed or short-lived or mm-hmm. toxic, I want to encourage you, lost and lonely, to internalize everything that Sam and I have been saying and, and internalize the natural duality of life Mm -hmm. or that everything is in the gray area, that no one person is perfect. No relationship is perfect. No friendship is perfect either, except for Sam. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're not at all. No,
1: (laughs) we're definitely not. (laughs) Um,
2: But I I see you lost and lonely, like really self-reflecting and trying to be better and i just want to say that it is okay to to hold yourself accountable yep. in ways that are nurturing to yourself. Yes. You're never you you say that i'm clingy, i'm too needy, i'm too depressed for these people to love me. Mhm. But guess what? You're never going to be less clingy if you punish yourself for being clingy. Right. Right. Yep. If you say like, I can't feel this. None of me can feel this. Yep. Instead, it's about setting up healthy tools, approaches that hold you accountable to the person you want to be Yep. while still understanding that. Every feeling you're feeling is so human, is so natural. It's just, as you've seen, it can wear on people. It that, but that's 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 being a human, right? Yep. I, I just thought it was really important that you stress that some of your personal, your friendships feel stressed as well. And I, I don't know, it's fucking hard to be a human. It's fucking it hard to be a good friend and to hold yourself accountable and to grow. Um, this is a this is going to be a lifelong journey um Rumi, (laughs) and the second Rumi quote (laughs) says and you when are you going to begin that long journey into yourself Mm. and i think it's starting now lost and lonely that's great yeah
1: i think that's a great way to end it
2: we love you we love you and we hope that this provides you some company in that long journey
1: absolutely hearts go out to you
2: yeah all right, y'all. Thank you so much That's for listening to episode nine.
1: <laughs> is, it, is that what it is?
2: Yeah, it's episode okay, nine. <laughs> I know. I can count. Um, we're almost on episode 10, which is just so exciting. Woo-woo. Quick reminder before we get into our exiting credits that we will have a Instagram live happy hour hangout with the Just Break Up hosts at, uh, on Wednesday August 29th at 6.30 Central Standard Time. You can hang out with us on Instagram Live. Um, And I'll put up some reminders on Instagram today and over the next couple days. Great. So, yeah.
1: So, at the end of every episode, we try and hook you up with a blind date, which is our setup with something that we love that we think you will also love. Yes. And this (laughs) week we will be setting you up with a book called A Little Life. Oh, God, I
2: cannot <laughs> believe you're setting them up with that.
1: I know, which is like reflective of how I was feeling this morning when I, when I decided what our Y'all, uh, blind Y'all, before Sam
2: <laughs> tells you about this book, I need you to know that my friend and this amazing poet named Hugh min suggested that I read this book. And he said to me, it's going to irrevocably change your life, not in a good way. <laughs>
1: So uh, I can't
2: believe and then I pa- I read it, Changed My Life in a Horrible Way.
1: Yeah, and then she passed it off to me. Yeah. Totally. And then I read it it's and changed like my that life in a horrible movie way. It follows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like the ring where you just like yeah, yeah, you yeah. read it and then seven days later you die of sadness. Yeah.
2: It's just <laughs> let me say this. This book is beautifully written. It's just don't read it if you are any of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read it if you're like at all seasonally depressed yeah. or, but, but if you're a lit lover and, you know, Sam and I first fell in love over a sad book. And yep. so like, I knew we would be bonded forever over
1: it. Oh, for sure. It's, it's so well written. It's devastating. I started crying about 50 pages in yeah. and then just didn't stop crying until the end. Yeah, um, It's
2: about friendships and yep. chosen family and yep. queerness and trauma yep. Um it, it's, it's, it's a heavy one, y'all. But it's hey, heavy. that's what we, we dive in. <laughs> it's like a heavy one and a baseball bat, you know what I mean? Like it just fucking hits you in the face.
1: Oh, it really does. So right. I'm sorry that I changed all your, all of your lives for the worst. <laughs>
2: yeah. A little life I'll post about it on our Instagram. <laughs>
1: You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod.
2: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme. But most importantly, you can send us your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five star review wherever you listen.
2: Yes. And we wanna say thank you to a handful of listeners um who've given us a five star review on the iTunes Apple Podcast app. I wanna say thank you. These the usernames <laughs> are just fucking with me at this point. Cause I wanna say thank you to WAF 123456789. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Play Baby, to Black Kelsey, to Tay's Rain, to I... L Y Y U S J A K L X H D I A L Z K D J F. I love it.
1: I think they probably just like went. Yeah, on their but they keyboard. left a
2: really sweet review. Oh, they actually great. said that they didn't know about it until yesterday. This was last week, and they binge listened through all of it so fast. Oh, um, why they would said, you want to listen to our annoying voices
1: for Samuel, seven hours in a row? Samuel,
2: self love <laughs> only here. Um, They said, it's been so good and helpful and inspiring, and it's my favorite ever. Thank you for being amazing. So, thank you. a so nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Uh, So, awesome. Thank you so much. This literally helps us keep the mics on, and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two strangers telling them relationship advice.
2: Right. Uh, Original music recording, producing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast, and remember... Nothing in life is going to be all one or all the other. It's okay if you love someone and you might have a crush on someone else. It's okay if you are t- recovering from maybe an eating disorder or depression and you have one bad day. All of these these little steps backwards, they don't ruin the progress. They don't ruin the good love. They are just a symptom of what it's like to be human, which is complicated and messy and full of duality. It is possible for you to be a perfect lover and to fuck up one day. It is possible for you to be an amazing student and get a B or an F or flunk out of school, right? (laughs) Because it's all about timing. It's all about forgiveness and walking through this really messy, confusing world with some semblance of grace. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.